G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Just when you thought the battle for our freedoms was something that was still off in the distance, it's a stark reminder that the battle is happening right now. Uh, You'll be wanting to pray in our conversation in just a few minutes. We're going to check in uh, with one of those outstanding leaders advocating for all of the freedoms that emanate from religious freedom, Damien Wilde from the Australian Family Coalition, joining us in just a few moments for his thoughts on developments that are happening in the Parliament today and what's gone on earlier this week. Focus on the families around 90 minutes away, a second segment today in the series Discovering Your Money Type. And in the hour after focus, we're going to talk about what it takes to invest your life in Christian mission. Now, lots of people undertaking what you'd call short-term forms of mission, and that's all wonderful. But we're going to hear from missionary Paul Lukens again today on what it takes to serve in challenging situations for the long haul. Look forward to that conversation coming in the hour after Focus on the Family. That's ahead of us on this Wednesday edition of 2020. Well, as you'll be aware, this has been a very significant week in the federal parliament, and we came very close to losing our religious freedom in Christian schools this week. Legislation was due to be voted on Monday afternoon, but government Senate leader Matthias Cormann suspended that debate. Two bills designed to strip faith-based schools of anti-discrimination exemptions were being debated, one in each House of Federal Parliament. On Monday morning, the opposition leader, Bill Shorten, introduced a bill into the lower house designed to remove so-called discrimination against LGBT students. And, as was argued by Senator Michaelia Cash on that day, Labor's bill completely removes the ability of religious education institutions to maintain their ethos through what they teach and the rules of conduct they impose on students. Well, let's get some more insights into these bills, what's happening right now in the Federal Parliament and what is coming next. Damien Wilde leads the Australian Family Coalition. Damien Wilde, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Damien, give us some insights into what you're aware of that's happening right now in our Federal Parliament. Well, it's been moving at pretty much breakneck speed this week, Neil. Um, Just when I think a few people thought they could down tools because this is the final sitting week of Parliament for the year. And uh, as you mentioned before, on on Monday there had been some happenings in both chambers of Parliament. Um, It looked like we had a, a bit of a reprieve until the new year and possibly some more consideration, another committee perhaps in the new year. Um, Yesterday, Penny Wong announced her intention to bring on another debate today on her bill in the Senate, and that has happened within the last hour. So breaking news, you probably heard it here first, um, that 
when when Senator Wong brought on her bill for further debate, she realised that she didn't have the numbers to get it through in her preferred form. That was to basically remove those rights of religious schools that you mentioned. Uh, that those senators who might have been open to doing that were still uncomfortable with leaving faith-based schools in the lurch and not providing them any sort of protections. And when Senator Wong realised she couldn't get her way, absolutely, the bill has been deferred again to the new year. So there is some breathing space for, for more consideration. Okay, Damien, when we talk freedoms, I know that when we use the word religious freedom, people get a little blasé about that and say, oh, maybe that doesn't matter so much. But it's religious freedom that is really the foundation for all of the sorts of freedoms that we enjoy and anticipate continuing to enjoy in our nation. You've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, What is being debated in the Parliament right now impacts on all of our freedoms. Well, absolutely, Neil. I mean, the irony is that in talking about uh, sexual and gender identity, people are very quick to point out that we are discussing people's innate identity, their sense of self. There isn't much that comes close to religious uh, identity. That is a core part of a person's being. And as you rightly pointed out, religious freedom is just one of a, a bundle, a package of freedoms. I think when we do talk about religious freedom, perhaps we compartmentalise it a bit. People think, oh, that's just something that happens on Sunday morning. Well, that's not true. You know, whether whether Australians are churchgoers or not, our freedoms are very important to us. So perhaps we need to talk about freedom of speech, freedom of association and expression, because these matter to everybody, not just Christians. Damien, let me ask you about your thoughts on Bill Shorten's stance, because as I understand it, he had softened uh, something of his stance in debate on Monday in the Parliament. Uh, Of course, as you mentioned, that there's a debate going on right now in the Senate. But uh, from what your reflections are, what was Bill Shorten uh, talking through when he was presenting his position in the Parliament on Monday? Um, Well, there's a number of different layers of concern, so I'm not sure particularly which ones you mean. Uh, For example, um, there have been concerns raised that in discussing the right of educational um, aspects to maintain their, their, their freedoms, that the proposed changes could well go far beyond even what Labor and others purport that their changes will do. What I mean by that is that... uh, Education takes place in a number of faith-based settings, not the least of which might even be a sermon given by a pastor or a priest. You know, if we just go throwing the baby out with the bathwater, there could be very, very wide-reaching ramifications. And I can't help but think that even some Labor members must be a little bit perturbed by the the breakneck speed with which this is all happening and the the real lack of uh, discernment here. Okay. Now, there were a couple of senators that had originally supported the Labor bill, uh, Senators Rex Patrick and Sterling Griff, and they decided to vote with the coalition and defer any more debate until the early new year. Uh, So it does Mm. seem Mm. quite uh, quite unusual that that there's another uh, attack that's happening right now. And is there a possibility, do you think, that there could even be a vote brought on today? Well, that's what's happened in the last hour, Neil. I think that Penny Wong and, and, and her colleagues were very keen to try and force it through before years in. But you mentioned Senators uh, Griff and Patrick, and look, credit where it's due. They have actually sat down and looked at this. And while they are amenable, I think, to 
um, you know, some of the proposals that would wind back schools' uh, current exemptions, they are fearful, I think, of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. They have looked at this and realised that it's being done too quickly. There hasn't been due consideration to the right of faith-based schools to maintain their, their values and ethos. And I think it was when uh, Senator Wong and others realised that the Centre Alliance senators were, were giving due diligence to this, that they've put the whole thing on ice. Um, so I think it's, it's really important that people um, continue to talk to senators like Centre Alliance because they need to hear from the community that this, this matter is really important to them. Now, interestingly, Labor and the Greens, and this is demonstrated, isn't it, today, with Penny Wong uh, bringing on this debate in the Senate, uh, that there is a real urgency. And if anyone's seen any photos of uh, Senator Wong, and uh, and it may just be the way that, you know, a picture paints a thousand words and what the media is reporting, but uh, she has angrily attacked those who are saying this is not quite as urgent as you think, Senator Wong. Uh, but there's a certain sense in which Labor seems to think that there's a real urgency here uh, for protection of LGBT students, but uh, that's not necessarily the case. What are your thoughts, Damien? Well, she was, from what I understand, that I didn't catch the last part of the um, the debate in the Senate just half an hour ago because I was preparing for this interview, but I gather she tore strips off uh, the two poor senators we mentioned earlier for, for daring to, you know, go go slowly on this, to make haste slowly. But your question, Neil, about, you know, the urgency around this whole issue, it's a manufactured crisis. I mean, all of this is in the, uh, the broader overview of the Ruddock Review into Religious Freedom, which was meant to preserve, protect and uphold uh, freedom of religion, not to undermine it further. So when we see these selective leaks from the report which discussed faith-based schools, this manufactured crisis that there's suddenly a, you know, a queue of children being expelled from schools, which is just not true, uh, has led to this, this supposed crisis. Everyone, I think, on, on all sides of Parliament just needs to slow down, take a step back, we need to see the full release of the Ruddock Report so that we can see all of this in its proper context. Well, this is, uh, I think, something of common sense, which we're not seeing right now in the Parliament. We haven't even seen the details from the Ruddock Review into religious freedom. The government hasn't announced its position yet, and yet we've got bills being voted on in the Parliament trying to limit religious freedom. Uh, this does seem to be something of a, a real contradiction, uh, something that doesn't really make sense, Damien. No, quite right, Neil. And I think, you know, for those of us who are really hoping for, you know, some crumbs from the table in the, you know, the wash-up from the Ruddock Review, the clock is ticking. You know, we now have um, Parliament rising this week. Um, it won't resume till the new year. And then sometime between March and May, probably the latter, we'll see a federal election. So, you know, time is growing short for proper consideration of what matters to so many Australians of faith. Damien, uh, some honour to you for your advocacy in this area. As I understand it, you've mobilised uh, people who are supporting the Australian Family Coalition uh, to have people sending emails 
uh, to MPs over these past few weeks, as many as 70,000. How do you hope that uh, there might be some more mobilisation? Because undoubtedly, this is an ongoing battle. There may be a little reprieve while Parliament uh, has a little rest through the Christmas New Year break, but this will be on uh, uh, hammer and tong early next year. What are your thoughts for people actually uh, participating in this whole process? Oh, look, it it would not have been possible without the support of thousands of of grassroots um, concerned Australians around the country. Um, If I can take the opportunity to thank those from uh, the Christian and Catholic uh, and independent schools communities who've done incredible work at the coalface, getting in there before uh, committees and meeting with parliamentarians, I, I see our role very much as trying to get uh, just sheer weight of numbers from the concerned community out there to reinforce those efforts. And I do think that's had an incredible impact. Um, people, when they, they ring their MP, when they knock on their door, when they send an email, they must wonder at times, does this really make an impact? And I think on occasions such as this, when we see just such sheer weight of numbers, we know that it's having an impact. So I really encourage people to keep up their efforts. Damien, let me ask you what you know about the Christian schools sector because, uh, as you say, there's uh, there's Catholic schools and then there's Christian independent schools and I suspect that Catholics will be well organised when it comes to making sure that the parent bodies are recognising that this is a crisis uh, for Christian education. Uh, what about the other side, the uh, you know, Christian independent schools? Are you aware of any sort of uh, major uh, inroads into having those families aware of this and having families taking some action? Oh, well, look, I've, I've got friends and colleagues who've <clears throat> got children within the, the Christian school system, and I know that they as parents have actually been encouraged uh, to participate in this, this debate in many ways, uh, and not just you know on what you might term the activist front, but even uh, as a school to, to hold days of prayer. So I think there has been a really concerted effort to engage people. But the, the trick for us all is, and you mentioned earlier, you've got a segment later on, um, you know, maintaining your efforts over a long time in a challenging position. This is one of those, because these debates, just like the marriage debate last year, can drag on for weeks and months. And the trick for people, the trick for parents, grandparents, anyone concerned, is not to suffer fatigue on this. This is important. This is worth fighting for. So perhaps a New Year's resolution you know, to keep keep fighting in the new year. And Damien, it's not just Christian schools that are at risk here. It's uh, all levels of Christian education takes it into the tertiary levels. It's where the ministers of our churches will be trained and if those colleges, those tertiary level institutions, don't have control over their own ethos, then the whole of the church will be affected here. What are your thoughts for the ramifications of what comes if this somehow or other slips through the cracks and is lost? Oh, well, absolutely, Neil. I think it'll go much further, and and I don't think it'll be too long in coming. You know, if if we can't maintain um, positive... I'm loath to use the word exemption and to say we want the right to discriminate. If we can't uphold our positive rights over such formative things as schools, um, colleges and training institutions, do we really think that you know, faith-based not-for-profits and even churches themselves will be exempt from all of these changes? Uh, I think we'll see that if, if one domino falls, to be frank, the rest will in, in quick order. 
Well, it's very significant that our positive rights are being framed as negative by the Labor Party and by the Greens who want to push through some things here which will have a dramatic impact on Christian schools, whether it's schools or tertiary level, and therefore right through to Christian churches and something that people need to be aware of. If people go to the website, ostfamily.com.au, Damien, what sort of things can they participate in that might make some sort of a difference when it comes to this debate? Well, uh, certainly if you visit the website, one of the, one of the very first images you'll see is uh, connected to the Hands Off Our Schools campaign. And if people haven't already, I would certainly encourage you to enter your details there, which puts you in touch with your local federal MP and your state or territory senators. And also to sign up on the website, because um, whether you've already undertaken that action or not, in the new year it goes without saying that this issue will make a return and it's always important that people stay informed. And uh, no doubt there are listeners who've been involved in processes here where they're making their voice heard through a number of organisations that we talk to and people like the Australian Christian Lobby or uh, or uh, uh, a number of different organisations and uh, like Family Voice Australia. But uh, let me encourage listeners, this is a uh, one that you can uh, tap into here to make your voice heard it's the Australian Family Coalition, ostfamily.com.au, ostfamily.com.au. And uh, I'll encourage listeners, uh, if there's a, a preferred uh, body that you want to make your statement through, uh, let's go to all of those and make sure that our voice is heard. ostfamily.com.au. Damien Wilde leads the Australian Family Coalition. Damien, thanks for your update today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.